bench, let's look at the world of rugby union. Well, we did promise this to you in our edition of Splinters on Tuesday night, but obviously we had to call an audible with everything that's happening this Sunday, the the call on Sunday live of the Grammo Shield. I do hope that everybody enjoyed that podcast, really touching and a, and a just an inspiring story. We'll talk about it a little bit more in the show, but, but just if you haven't just listened just to it, do move on. I do think it is remiss of us because we and the way the way we managed to get the Grimo Shield as our podcast was because, as you say, we did have to move away from the shoot shield and condolences to the person who was organising our shoot shield in mm. Shane. As you said, it's a tough week and our thoughts are with you and your family mm. at this time. Thank but you. if if you can say from a radio perspective that the shoot shield falling through gave us an opportunity, then... Well, well exactly well, right. It was, it was where the cards mm. felt. It fell. Yeah. It, I have it, I have no problem us not doing a one-hour podcast to be able to speak to Mick Grimo and this, because this is a yeah. this is a very, very good cause that we have managed to call, whether in our old station or with us guys here at Triple well, H said, I think this over is the last five years. So I'd rather have it get yeah. more attention than shoot, shoot, because we can talk about that now. Well, I said that. You're stealing my thunder here, Shane. But as I said, we were lucky enough that we do that. We will talk more about the Grammo later in our New South Wales Rugby League segment. But that does mean that we get to bring you the Shoot Shield preview now here live on the bench. You sound exciting. It is exciting. It's Rugby Union. It's It's our footprint. It's local content. It's people actually listen to us, unlike other shows on other nights that complain that think that they're the best in the world. But... We're not the old station, so I won't go into those complaints. I was going to say, what was wrong with my drive show yesterday? But then you, then well, you I almost crashed because I fell asleep, and <laughs> we won't go there. <laughs> Dude, warning to people: make sure you have your nodos before you turn Keith's drive show on. Oh, or drink any drink. No nodos. I, I I have to smash my Red Bull in the morning, and that didn't work. But yes, we did want to bring you to the. Uh, we did want to bring you the shoot shield. We did put this one in specially. Um, because we missed out on Tuesday night, but the shoot shield does start tomorrow. Hey. Uh, five big games. Shane will be out at Rat Park tomorrow. I'm sure he'll talk about that at length a bit later on. But we do want to go through the, the, the 11 teams. Obviously, um, Penrith, Nepean trying to come back, didn't get up. We'll talk about some of those changes there. There's a change to the changes to the junior pathway as well. We'll get into that. We'll touch on that shortly too. And then we'll go through the round one matches. But first up, We'll go through the 11 side. The Eastern Suburbs, they returned to the playoffs for the first time since 2013 last year, but couldn't match eventual premiers. Sydney Uni in the latest stages of their clash in the opening weekend of the playoffs. Despite that, the BCs were easily one of the competition's biggest improvers in 2018, with similar roster back on deck for 2019. East will light their chances of playing deep into the deeper into the finals this year. Don't you agree, Shane? Certainly do. We also got to remember they've got one of the best surfaces out there with Laroval being the the four G synthetic surface that you've seen if you go to Chroma Park or to some of the major sporting fields where it's a proper synthetic, not like some of the cricket fields that Measy you and I have seen in the, the Manly mm. area which are just basic. These are like this is the best quality the proper proper actual grass that's not gonna kill you. And leave you with some so skin what, like on Kellerville it. Like Ridge with the rugby league. Yep. Okay. It's even better than that. Oh. Okay. Well, I'll put it this way. Normally, even with that stuff that's out of Kellerville Ridge, I've seen the ground. 
I haven't had a chance to walk on it. But when you can sit there in a rugby sense, you're going to do a lot more diving and falling on the ground. I think we, for the rat sides last year when we went over there, I think we only had three or four guys that actually needed band-aids. To, that's just, all right. just to cover up grazers, I, and that's it. And that's un, unheard of for a synthetic mm. surface. Because Kellyville Ridge, I did have a chance to walk on it. It felt a little spongy. Did they water it? Yeah, a little bit. Okay, but yeah. that was just to make sure that players would slide yeah, rather than I was only, plastic yeah, burn. Because the, because the Wallara Oval yeah. doesn't need watering. Ooh. As I said, it's like, like top this. of the line. Like Also for the soccer list, soccer so fans. See all these rich it's, it's like, people. It's like Lambert, it's like Lambert Oval. It's the exact same con- exact same material that's on Lambert Oval. Prediction, Shane? I'm thinking East will be that they'll be top four, probably in the third spot. All right, well we'll move on to Eastwood. Like Forest Gump's box of chocolates, you never know what you're gonna get with Eastwood last year, but uh under new coach Ben Badiger, the Woolies were woeful at times but near unbeatable at others and eventually fell short against North in the opening weeks of the playoffs. Despite farewelling club legend Jay Oob and on and off coach again John Menenti, Eastwood have recruited better over the summer and could be a team to watch in 2019. One other little tidbit, there was one Jay Hayne being noticed at a couple of Woody's training sessions as well, a bit on the rumour mill. I don't think he'll play, though. No, no. no he's been drifting around training sessions of... It's more to get fit because yeah. Rugby Australia has put an edict out to all 11 clubs. You do not sign him. Otherwise, we will not back you at all with any funding. They basically made it that clear. <laughs> all right, well, a prediction for Eastwood this year. Um, top six, obviously John Menenti being not being the coach anymore because for all our rugby supporters, he's actually now the men's he's now the men's seven sorry sorry women's sevens coach who are currently in Hong Kong playing at the moment. Uh, yeah, fifth or sixth. All right, well, Gordon, 2018 was a year in extremes for Gordon. One of Sydney's most famous and illustrious rugby clubs, Gordon's Colts program featured in all three Colts grand finals while their first grade side finished last. Following another another disappointing seasons, the Highlanders have recruited Shoot Shield winning coach Darren Coleman and a number of impressive names in order to attempt to turn around their fortunes. While time will tell if these attempts will be fruitful, there's certainly a different feel going into Chatswood Oval in 2019. They certainly have been one of the the more impressive recruiters and for this season and Darren Coleman there will certainly bring something extra to the Highlanders he certainly will well it's not really they recruited Darren he originally left Warringah to go and coach the second Sydney franchise in the NRC that we've spoken about in depth for the last couple of years but it fell through so this is their backup plan but Darren Coleman is a shoot shield winning coach and was able to grab a couple of the boys from Moringa and from Manly and taking them over. Their only club problem with their club is they've only got the one ground. It's not like where you can have the seniors play at one ground and the Colts will go play somewhere different if it's not a super day. They're all going to play on the one ground, which can be a little bit hard. And it, that's the reason why you see Gordon at Chatswood Oval. It looks like a mess after 10 rounds. I'm thinking eighth. 
Well, we'll move on to Manly, and unfortunately for Marlin fans, it was a familiar story at Manly Oval in 2018. After showing promising signs throughout the regular season, three draws in the final six rounds, so Manly dropped a fourth place leading into the playoffs, where they were beaten by Ringer and Sydney Uni consecutively. Coach Billy Melrose shows that last year's finish wasn't good enough and spent the summer preparing a new-look Manly side for what might be a big challenge for them this year. Manly known as one of the... The big clubs, they always expect a lot from them. They've, they've had to work hard after still a good result last year, but not what people would have expected from them. No, well, seeing firsthand how, the, how strong that Manly club normally is last year was what they would class as an abysmal disappointment. But I'm, ex- I'm expecting to see them come back. Bill has been able to get some good players in through from their, low, from their first grade Colts into the system who obviously have aged out. I'm thinking top four, but it depends on how they start their season. Well, Northern Suburbs fell agonisingly short of playing their third straight Shoot Shield Grand Final and have, and have handed the reins over to 30-year-old rookie coach Nick Kensley ahead of the 2019 season. One of eight of 11 sides have a new coach this year. There's something to note of uh, how much change has actually gone on in the Shield. We had Shield. trouble in rugby league keeping coaches. Yeah, eight out of 11. But yeah, the Shawmen are, an, uh, are another side who'll benefit from the Super Rugby's earlier finish this year and will be tough to beat as they find themselves anywhere near the top of the ladder mid-season. So that's probably what they're going to be hoping for is getting some of those bigger names back to help them in that finals push. They certainly will. Obviously, last year's coach, Simon Cron, has been has moved up into the Waratahs setup. He's the backs coach up there. So it's not a bad thing to lose a coach if you're moving up the chain to a higher grade and then to have, to have young Nick coming through, who was the third-grade coach last year, stepping up into first grade. I think he's going to do well with this side. He knows most of the players, obviously, been with the club for a few years. Top six, I'd say, at on that six, in that six spot. Well, Randwick, after finishing just six games, after just winning six games and finishing ninth in 2018, there's been plenty of change as well over the summer for the over at Coogee Oval. Former Colts coach Headley Jackson and a host of new faces have joined the Galloping Greens top squad as they look to return to the finals after last year's disappointing finish. They certainly were a team that didn't perform last year where we would expect them to. They hopefully, they've gone through a lot of change. Hopefully some of it will be positive for them this year. From what I've seen, the team list that they've actually put up for tomorrow's game it actually disappoints me from, if I'm looking at it from a fan's point of view. I did expect to have a few other first graders' name who are now who are playing bench in second grade or starting in three. So either these young kids have come through and actually done something to impress the coach. But sorry, sorry, Ranwick, I can't see you finishing top six, probably around eight or nine. Well, for Southern Districts, after dropping their first five games, they never found their best last year and finished two wins short of a sort in the playoffs. Still searching for their elusive premiership, the Rebels have had a change in the guard of the summer with coach Matt Barr and a number of big names moving on. Former Edinburgh and Scotland A forward Don McKinnon has taken charge at Foreshore Park and he's looking at building a more resilient Rebels outfit capable of breaking through for that premiership drought. I don't know, Shane. I said, having that experience there in the coaching ranks helped, but 
I think they're going to need more than just one off-season to, to get up there and get that elusive premiership. They certainly will. Don McKinnon is a good coach and was a very good player in his time. But from the players I've seen them lose this year, I can't see anything better than bottom two. Well, we'll move along to Sydney Uni, and in his first year in the top grade, Rob Taylor did what most considered impossible. He picked a back line of young stars, fresh out of cults, mixed them with some experienced and talented forwards, and won the Shoot Shield Premiership. This year, the students find themselves in a similar situation with a host of big names moving on. But if history tells us anything, at Sydney Uni know how to re- replace talent. And if they can do so up front, they'll be hard to stop again in 2019, Shane. You got to think that they'll be there or thereabouts this year. They're top two. No, no more than that. They're nope. just top two. Nope. They're top two. There's you don't need to say any more. Everyone knows how good Sydney Uni is. If they're not top two, that would be seen as a bad year. Well, we'll move along to the one I know you want to talk about, Shane and Raringa. They couldn't match Sydney Uni last year at North Sydney Oval, and they fell one short of that one game short of claiming back-to-back shoot shield titles. At the end of 2018, a number of senior players decided to call it a day and Coach John Coleman obviously moved along to Gordon, as we talked about earlier, moving, opening the door for Mark Girard, the former Wallaby, to take the reins of another new look side, a new look Warringah program in 2019. You're obviously in the coalface with them, Shane. Tell us a bit more of what's happening at Warringah. Well, obviously, as we said, Darren Coleman's moved over to Gordon. Mark Girard has retired from playing and moved into the head coaching role. We lost a couple of the other coaches. Benny McMahon has moved as an assistant coach over to Randwick to take over, controlling the second grade and be the assistant for first grade. Luke Holmes, who was the club general manager and our first grade hooker, he's retired and moved on to pastures outside of rugby, but we do thank him for his service. Uh, Guy Fraser-Hills has become the new general manager also the president of the Newport Rugby Club and has stepped in and has made some sweeping change in regards to the way the club is run. Even one of our one of our centres in Solosi, Tangy Thaki Bao, I'll let you try and say that three times fast when you get a chance. He's he's retired from playing in the first grade side to take up the head coaching role for the Colts first grade side that I'll be working with this season. But it's just a bit more of a family feel to it. Like we talk about with the Northern Districts for for cricket, it's a family club. Everyone pitches in. It's now getting that same sort of feel at Warringah. Same as Sydney Uni. They're going to be the top two. Anything less than second will be a bad year. We'll move along to West Harbour. And after a brilliant start to 2018, the wheels came off midway through the season, which saw the Pirates fall just short of an elusive finals berth. The club then had some well-publicised off-field issues and lost their coach to Super Rugby. But all things have turned around, according to their new coach in Mark Gunmanson, a veteran player and coach at the club. And the New Look Pirates seem confident that they'll be competitive again in 2019. I said, there's a lot of talk coming out of the Pirates, but whether they can back it up on the fields, you've been yet to see as well. There certainly is, because when you look at it from, from my point of view with our Colts program at Warringah, the three coaches that were in our setup for last year where the ones made finals, two's just missed out, three's made finals. Only the third grade coach in Scott Ritchie has stayed. He's been promoted into second grade. We had, we had Matt Connor, who was our second grade coach last year. He's going to cross to do second grade seniors at West Harbour and 
Simon Cappy, I'm not going to try and pronounce his surname. It's about 30 digits long. He's come across and he's now an assistant coach for the Shoot Shield side. So he's able to take, they're able to take that experience and work alongside Mark to make that club better. They're going to just miss out. It'll only be on bonus points. They'll finish seventh. Last but certainly not least, the Western Sydney Two Blues. A new name, a new facility on its way and a relatively new look playing and coaching group. There's been plenty of change over the former Parramatta Two Blues signed. Former Sydney uni, uni hooker Joel Rivers has taken charge out west after coaching stints at both Uni and Norse with the help of former Norse lock Ben Matt. Matajow. Oh, here, here we go. Yeah, at least he had a go. Yeah. No, that's right. You're dead on. There you go. Well, he's obviously anglicised it then. Matviov. No, no, that's how... That yeah, w- he might have anglicised it, but you know, I well, actually, that's the traditional I pronunciation. Asked, I actually asked Ben because I was... Because if we had the podcast go up and running... Mm. I actually had to ask Ben himself, said, how do you want us to pronounce the name? All right, so he's I know people at Norse. Yeah. Yeah, um, uh, so, yeah, so between those two, they will look to help the two Blues live up to their potential in 2019. So obviously now they basically have their pick of Western Sydney, but is that going to be enough to make them more competitive and push for a final spot? Well, towards the start of the season, the, Param- the Parramatta, well, the old Parramatta side wasn't one of the best running sides but once the Penrith Emus had fallen and they started to be able to grab on those players they the whole club itself became a lot better club and now the fact that it's a combined effort where you'll have Granville Park and you'll also have Mapean Rugby Park as your two main fields for for your seniors I'm thinking they're going to go pretty close I'll finish eighth but it'll only be maybe a win or two that stops them from making the finals all right. Well, there's a couple of a couple of changes in junior rugby and the junior pathways. Uh, firstly, a decision from Rugby AU to change the junior pathways in the under 18s to allow club rugby players, note that are under 18 and no longer and maybe no longer at school, to still be eligible for selection for the Australian schools and under 18s team. Each state will select an under 18 academy side, e.g., the Waratahs Academy, from both schools and clubs. And from here, the Australian schools and under-18 side will be selected. The New South Wales Academy, for example, will be selected from traditional games played between GPS, CHS, CAS, CCC, ISA and AICES, as well as games involving the New South Wales Junior Rugby Union, Sydney and country under-18s. This is an elusive step forward that gives club rugby pathways to true relevance and a viable alternative for some players that fall outside of the school's pathway. Secondly, the new Shoot Shield under-18 Colts competitions also starts this year. Uh, No, it was meant to start, but originally we had 10 clubs in it. All bar Warringah, Manly, Gordon and Northern Suburbs decided to remove their teams literally only in the last couple of days. So, well, okay, well that's uh, that's showing our research. We don't, we won't do, we won't keep our research from Tuesday because as I said, between Tuesday and Friday anything can happen. But we'll, we'll then talk. We'll talk about the new under 18s pathways from schools. Then Shane. Mm-hmm. It is a way to, for players outside the school system that was seen as. The go-to if you did want to make the higher levels of rugby, but now it's showing that you don't have to be at any of these elite schools to be able to make it and play Super Rugby. Well, you have to remember what the, for the Colts players, you've got to 
the age bracket for the graded clubs, so you shoot shield clubs, is 16 to 20. If you're playing subbies, so like the Hornsby Lions, I may be wrong here, but if the, the Lions want to come in and call up and confirm it, your Colts finish at 21. So it's 23. 23. Okay, then I'm. That's an even bigger. Well, I mean, that's that that might be different. That Central Coast. I'm talking about subbies. We might have some subbies rugby previews next week. Yeah, just a little spoiler alert. I know we've with the for with with Forest Rugby Club who align themselves to Manly and Newport, as I said, mentioned that follow that feed into Warringah. They can play. You can play Colts to 21. You might be right. It is. I think it is. But it's a. But it still gives them an opportunity where you could be playing second grade, third grade subbies mm-hmm. at one of these clubs or even just literally out the front door here with the Hornsby Lions. And if you're good enough, you can be picked up by New South Wales, ACT, Queensland, depending on... Obviously, New South Wales gets first pick. But after that, if you're not selected by them, you, are then op- you can then be open to offers from the other states to join their academies and then possibly push into Australian schoolboys and... The, obviously the team's up the chain. Well, it'll be interesting to see how it goes. We'll go quickly through round one. Gordon had the bye. Mm-hmm. Marlins first up. They take on the Western Sydney Two Blues at Manly Oval. Manly should win this. They they love having this first game home at what they call a village green or Manly Oval. So, old traditional rivalry. So, Manly should win. But if it decides to rain, which it may happen tomorrow... Don't be surprised it becomes a close one. Next up at Coogee Oval, the Ranwick Galloping Greens taking on the Gordon Highlanders. No, I don't know where you're getting that one from. It's actually Eastwood. It's Ranwick and Eastwood. I don't know. I'm reading off the run sheet, Keith. Well, what, why why am I getting blamed for this when the run sheet comes through and it's sent by the Godfather? Okay, Anthony Caruso, there's another fine. We'll make it about a 10,000. But, yeah, no, Ramwick are hosting Eastwood out of Coogee Oval. Three o'clock kickoff, obviously, for all these games in the shoot shield. Ramwick should should get up in this being a home game. They don't. They usually make their home a fortress. They just struggle away. Ramwick by a converted try. We're waiting, Measy. Where well, now if I if my if my things are wrong, how about how about Southern Districts versus the Pirates at Forshaw? No, that's correct. That is correct. That is correct. I think you'll find the only problem with the run sheet is that he's put Gordon in where Eastwood should be because he says yeah, uh, Gordon yeah, are at Randwick, but Gordon have the bye. Yeah, Gordon Gordon do have the bye, but all right, we'll shoot Caruso later. But, but okay, Southern Districts out at Forshaw. This is this end of year dinner is going to be great mm. with all these fines he's made. Mm. Dom Perignon, lobster, lobster caviar. Oh yeah. But Southern Districts of Foreshore Park, it's the one place no club likes to to make a trip out to. You're only about 15 minutes from the sit from the two airports out there. You can get really cold. You've got the river behind you. The breeze gets up. Southern Districts should win this. 10 to 12. Sydney Uni taking on East at Uni. Uh, yeah, Sydney Uni. Yeah, Eastern Suburbs, good luck. But that, if you are wanting to watch that game tomorrow, it is the TV game on 7-2. Well, I've just had a text message going back to the Colts one. Thanks, Dad. Um, it is under-21s from the 1st of January. Thank you for that correction. Thank you, Mr. Mears. Yes, he should know. Um, and last but certainly not least, um, the Rats taking on Norse at Pittwater Rugby Park. 
the one thing that I can confirm with you guys is when we have a safe limit of sixteen thousand for for Rat Park. We have already pre-sold twelve thousand seats. What for this game? Oh, and Manly's playing at the same time at Brookvale, and you've yeah. sold twelve thousand. We've got twelve thousand tickets pre-purchased, not including members. These are people that want to see this game because they want to see how <coughs> Mark Gerard goes in his first game as the as oh, the well, Shield coach. Good luck, whoever's at Brookvale Oval. You'll have plenty of room. You should have, but yeah, it's. But this is becoming one of the rivalries. Like also, when you have Manly and Warringah in the Bayfield, and the George Smith, so it's a similar type of rivalry that's now starting to build. Obviously, playing each other in the 2017 Grand Final and having to play against each other to qualify for the 2018 Grand Final. Yeah, it's starting to get a little bit narky, but yeah, if you can, get out there, get out to Rat Park at Narrabeen, it should be a good game.